am breaking it with Ryan Smith of Itty Bitty Gaming. How you doing, man? Doing well, my friend. It's good to see you again and, and be on the other side of the uh, microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Such a nice treat whenever you get to join somebody else's show because then you're like, wait, I don't have a bunch of notes? <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I just get to sit back and talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so you got this itty-bitty gaming. It's a new show that you launched recently. Can you kind of give everybody a heads up of what it is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I something that kind of I saw was that there wasn't a lot of kind of short-form gaming news content. Uh, so I look to fill kind of that void. Again, the goal is to take more of an overview look at things that are happening in the gaming industry. So I don't go into the weeds. Uh, you know, I try to point people to articles to find out more information. But really, it's just kind of a general, hey, I've got a couple minutes. Let me pop this on. Hear what's going on in gaming news today. Yeah. What inspired you to do this other than just seeing like this hole in the gap? What was inspiring you to dive into doing gaming news in general? Well, and obviously, you know, uh, I'm a former co-host of Land Parties, which is a video game and esports podcast. By the way, fantastic interview by Lucas with Leanna <laughs> Rupert. Uh, yeah, I absolutely loved good. it. And and that was uh, our 200 episode celebration as well. But really, that's kind of what jump started me into really getting more on the games news side of things. And mm -hmm. after I left uh, the review journal, it was something that I wanted to continue doing, but it was something that I need to be able to do or that I wanted to do that was going to be sustainable uh, in whatever my next uh, ventures may be. So it was something that is easy to record. It's easy to edit. And then, you know, just basically hitting up everywhere. And it keeps me in the know yeah. in terms of what's going on in video game industry. Like, I feel like I haven't known this much information, you know, throughout. So like just kind of researching yeah. and, and doing that daily uh, really keeps me informed on what's going on. What are some of the differences, maybe even challenges of going from something like working with the Las Vegas Review Journal and heading out independently? What, what are some of the changes you're feeling? Uh, I mean, for me personally, none. Um, and again, awesome. I, I'll be completely candid and this isn't to, to rip my former employer or anything like that, but Lucas and I did everything for land parties. Mm -hmm. Um, so there, you know, in terms of the technical side, getting interviews, conducting the show, that was all us. So it, yeah. it really wasn't a change for me. It was something that we were already doing. And obviously I want to be able to expand and grow the show as well. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to check out, but I did an interview with Devin uh, Tulso. Uh, she's the community yeah, manager for Starlight. Yeah, fantastic. I absolutely love her. Uh, but, you know, I want to be able to kind of grow it and be able to do longer form content content on top of the short form content as well. Um, but, yeah, really, that's just I mean, it's just really my love for video games. I love video mm -hmm. games. I don't want to stop talking about them. Uh, you know, I, I found that, you know, obviously it's nice to be able to have that as part of your job job. But, uh, you know, for me, it was like, you know, I, I think it's a good time to just kind of do my own thing. I have the skill sets. I, I, I have the know how. Uh, why not give it a go? Got to give it a shot. Yeah. You got to take some risks sometimes. I, and you know what? This is something that kind of you and me both being these content creator kind of guys definitely recognize the struggle between long form and short form content right now. And I think personally, I love creating long form content, 
but I see what gets those clicks. And so you have to kind of be able to balance both of them. You'd be fooled not to do some of it. Uh, what are some of the advantages doing that two minute form and what are your plans for long term, long form content? Uh, you know, for the, for the two minute content, I I'm sorry. I think I, so I, the two minute content really is just a, you know, like I had stated, um, just kind of an overview. And for right. me, it wasn't about just finding news that to, you know, keep people informed. Um, but it was also about something that I'd be able to manage and maintain independently, especially as I'm working, you know, cause I'm not just doing that. I, I did a photography gig, uh, here a couple of weeks ago for Arcadia festival, which was amazing. Um, but I, it's something that I can still do other things, but I know it's something that I can consistently do on a daily basis. And I'm not going to lie. I have struggled. There have been days that literally <laughs> went out at like 1159 that I night. And I'm just like, what <laughs> <I do?"> <laughs> but you know, we, it, it, you know, it is so important, especially in this space, just having that consistency. I think I can be even more consistent. Yeah. I'd rather it be like, it drops at a specific time, but I haven't been able to go that far. I've, I've got a two-year-old as well. That's home with me. Mm-hmm two days of the week. So those days are extra challenging, uh, you know, juggling the baby and then trying to get other things done as well. Um, And, and really, you know, so that's kind of like the entryway for me. Here's that overview of video games for the longer form content. I want to be able to, I want to be able to continue interviewing and speaking with folks that work within the industry on all sides, musicians, developers, uh, PR folks, uh, things of that nature, you know, is, is I think it's super important to be able to have a voice and, and give those voices and, and be able to have folks that are listening, be able to have these insightful, uh, listens of these conversations, these candid conversations. And, and, and not only that, but I don't want it just to be an interview show. And this is where I'm right. still kind of developing. I, I, there's gotta be something else. You know, or at least I feel as opposed to it just being me interviewing people. So I'm still kind of in the trying to figure out what's going on with that. There's another show uh, that I'm working on or kind of we're in developments with it right now that I can't announce yet. But hopefully soon we can talk about that uh, (laughs) as well. But yeah, really, for me, it's just being able to talk about video games speak with folks that also have the same love and curiosity and fondness for them and the folks that bring them to life. Yeah. You did. You mentioned something really cool that I love about some interview shows catch this, that there's so many facets to it. It's not just the face of the company. What aspect of video game development do you think is oftentimes overlooked and you look forward to bringing forward through interviews? Um, I would, you know, the, Yes, that's a hard, that's a great question. There's so many little pockets that I feel, (laughs) yeah, that's like, you know, there's so much that they do. Um, I really love, I'm a huge music buff. Um, I love music. I love the music that goes into uh, video games and just how it's evolved from something basic to they're at a point where it helps to drive games using music. I mean, yeah. I just started uh, uh, Super Mario RPG again, uh, which awesome. I'm absolutely yeah. loving. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I forgot Mallow has a uh, one of his weapons, the symbol. 
And, you know, just every time you hear that cymbal crash, it's just like, ooh, you know, it kind of it does yeah. something. It, it, it like kind of ignites something in there. It's like from you, I feel like the the music within video games uh, is really a sector that I would love to put more focus on. Uh, obviously, the development side and then like things like the community managers, uh, like uh, with Dirty F and Hippie and just being able yeah. to get that perspective from you know, you're kind of you're the liaison between the company and the community, which in this day and age would be brutal, absolutely yeah. brutal for most games. So, yeah. you know, that's something that just being able to give voices and there's a whole bunch of other things that I'm sure don't even know exist within there that I want to learn about and and have those conversations and just, you know, all around being able to encompass the the game industry as a whole uh another part too the education sector sector and there's a lot of folks that are putting a focus on that scholarships you have high schools colleges uh the holland esports training center that just opened up out mm-hmm. here like the industry is big and and it encompasses a ton of different skill sets i would like to learn those and you know bring a voice to some of those things that maybe people don't realize are a part of the industry. That's a great one. Community managers, I think is such a good example of somebody who they see them, but boy, they don't know what they actually do. They're not streaming all day. That's, Oh God, they wish they could. No, there's so much going on between a community manager and balancing that, that balancing act that they have to, especially nowadays with all these different platforms, you have to have mm-hmm. almost a different voice for each one too. It's very difficult. But yeah. That's a really good one. Um, can you walk us through what a day in your life would be like when you're trying to make this content? Are you waking up, cracking open the IGNs of that, uh, of that caliber, trying to kind of farm the news up? Yeah, essentially, you know, fix, fix my coffee, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe get a burnable in real quick. And then uh, <laughs> and I'm reading, seeing what's going to be what's and and that's part of the tough part too. Like you said, like short, even though it's short form content, there's at least for me personally, I have a hard time cutting things. Um, yes. So like usually I'll record like five or six stories and be like, how much can I fit in there? And it ends up being like oh, three, man. maybe, maybe four sometimes. <laughs> uh, so it's really finding, and and I don't want to just do the stuff that's going to be plastered on every video game news site. People can easily find that. I'm just re I'm just basically reiterating what's already been said. So I I try to also look for stories that are a little um, just kind of different, a little under the radar and may not be the biggest news or or come, you know, from one of the biggest publishers or or studios or whatever. Uh, But I think it's important to be able to highlight this because there's all kinds of little moving parts. And especially nowadays, I don't know if you folks have noticed there have been I'm sure you have a ton of layoffs. It's like, how is this happening? Amazon just went through their second round of layoffs. You had 505 Games uh, or their parent company, uh, Digital Brothers. uh, They're laying off 30% of their company worldwide. It's like, how have we gotten to this point? And, you know, just looking at it and somebody uh, in in my YouTube comments uh, made a great point. They're like, you know, these are necessary because they're going to they're being forced to go back into a quality over quantity state look at this year alone dude there's so many good games i i, I literally have spider-man 2 on the burner 
Why? Because oh, I'm playing yeah. Super Mario RPG, Super <laughs> Mario Wonder, trying to get through Starfield. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that's um, kind of kind of where I sit um, with that and, and, you know, going forward with that stuff, uh, just trying to that's basically what a day is. Then it's coming in here, coming into the studio. All right. What am I going to say? And again, I'm not I don't have a script or anything like that. So I'm just you should see at one point in time, I'm going to do a whole segment of just outtakes. It's going to be oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I showed my Discord before the folder of different like, oh, you know this one? Because we call them headlines over here. But the same thing you do, but like for Marvel and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. But it's like, see that one thing I put out? Yeah, see the seven other ones I recorded that don't touch the light of day? <laughs> that, that I coughed or I said the word twice or I said, read Richard without an S at it. Oh my God, right. that actually just happened to me. <laughs> it killed me. Yeah. Oh man, I feel you. This takes... Is, yeah. yeah, but I mean, you want to, again, it's not very long though. So it's easy to, you know, if I have to re-record something or right. whatever to, to do that. But again, the goal for me is trying to be as efficient as possible, get it out there, um, you know, when I can. And, and there's no hard, at least right now for myself, I don't feel like I have a hard obligation deadline wise, other than every weekday, you just got to get it yeah. out, you know, every day, five days a week. Um, but I would like to tighten that up, make that more efficient. And then of course that, that plays into the viewer and listener, uh, and, and just a better experience for them knowing when it's going to come on, when they can expect it. Uh, so that stuff, obviously I'd like to tighten up, but yeah, right now it's kind of nice, uh, being a little loose and be like, look, I just gotta get it in today. (laughs) That's fun. And it was especially, when it's just you, like you could pour as much passion you want into that project. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of some of the times, the harder part when you're working with a co-host or something like that, where you have to match schedules. Oh my God. Scheduling and podcasting Ugh. that and marketing yourself on social media are the actual podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are big facts. Those are big facts. It is. That is one of the toughest things. Not only that, but then also if you have a guest or something too, and then, technical issues or some random, you know, act happens and, you know, there's all kinds of things that, that can happen. So it's kind of nice being able to have something that I'm in control of, uh, at least in terms of editorial wise, format wise, I'm still trying out different things. Um, sometimes I, I post the whole show on the social media. Uh, other times I'm, I'm pointing to, uh, my YouTube. I also have it on, I have my own server as well. So I have it completely off of social media as well. Yeah. Cause I know that there's folks that don't participate or are not really on social media. So it's another way for them to be able to still get that gaming news and the podcast, of course, without necessarily being subscribed uh, to something. It's just straight up on my website. So. Yeah. You have it on the website. You also have it on like bigcommand.com and mm-hmm. a lot of different places. It's, it's pretty much accessible everywhere. Um, you were talking about being more efficient and of course it's on everybody's, minds nowadays is there any incorporation of ai into your day-to-day work that might help you uh move along faster there is not uh actually which that's i haven't even because i i do dabble in ai stuff i there's some other projects and things like that i'm just trying to get an understanding of it um Mm -hmm. i have used it in like editing like other like commercials uh and things like that uh so i i understand and I'm knowledgeable in that, 
But I mean, for this show, I haven't really looked at that. The only way I can see maybe doing that is taking the show, running it through AI and having it clip sections for like, I could throw it for like shorts or YouTube, little promos, things like that. But yeah, in terms of the show in totality, it's, it's a little difficult because I I don't get to run it quite the way I'd like to. Um, If I could, if I could eliminate it, I'd have the videos, uh, you know, populating as I'm talking about the stuff, try to do it all in one take, but I have to have it green and then go in and take it into post, key it Mm -hmm. out, put the video in, (laughs) you know, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So like I would look for ways that I could shorten up that process and seeing if there's something within AI that I could do that. So I'm not currently yet, but I'm not opposed to using AI to speed up that editing process at least. Personally, for, for myself, it might help you. What I use it a lot of times for is you'll see that like there's certain things that start populating a lot. Of, when you, It's hard to explain to people who might not do this often. I read news websites all morning long. And so mm. there's certain things you start to see that everybody's starting to do. Like, obviously, these guys all work for the same company, whatever. So I'll just have <laughs> an AI just summarize the article for me. Tell me the key bits of this article. So I know, is it worth me actually reading it all? Because oh. otherwise, you're going to have 40 articles you read each morning. So sometimes I'll have like, okay, summarize this Polygon article for me. Okay, yeah, it's about the merger with Xbox and Activision Blizzard. Okay, set that aside, go to the next one. And just kind of like, that way you kind of group up the articles based off of what they're actually right. talking about. Because some websites, not to call names out, I won't call them out, but they'll take the same information and rephrase it 10 times and get 10 different articles out there. It's like, I don't need to read 10 articles. They're telling me the same thing. (laughs) Thank you. I'm busy. Right. So, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too, is that, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily we're competing with these, with these folks, but they get the news, you know, they get this news fast. So a lot of, a lot of it is coming from reading uh, what they're posting and and they're posting that stuff throughout the day. So like sometimes it has paid off to wait a little bit, and some other stories develop, but I would love to get, you know, and this is really about building relationships, uh, communicating right. with folks, but I'd love to be able to get inside knowledge or somebody to be able to break news like that. Uh, but again, that's, yeah. that could be a dangerous place to live too. We've seen it. We've seen people break NDAs, which that's a huge yeah. no, no, that, that in itself is a trust relationship between, you know, the journalists or whoever it may be, the creator and the PR firm or the yeah. actual company. Once you break that, people aren't going to want to work with you again. Again, exactly. it's a small industry. It's a small world. You'll find that in any industry that you go into that there's pockets of like, oh, yeah, this people, this person knows that person. They definitely yeah. talk. And like, it's just one bad experience from somebody else that could completely tank you. So, you know, it. it it's kind of dangerous, but again, it obviously j- legitimate journalists and, and folks that aren't doing that stuff. It's so huge having those kinds of contacts and that kind of knowledge, because yeah. then you are actually breaking stories. You can start going into even like the investigative route and yes. doing your own investigations and stuff. That's stuff that I thought about. But again, there's a lot that goes behind that stuff other than, you know what, I'm going to create some different content. That's going to be, you know, unique and, and, and fun. And, you know, it's like, yes, that, that is, that's what we're all trying to do, but it takes some time to get there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Embargoes. Like when you're dealing with embargoes, it's so hard when you want to share the content amongst yourselves. Right. I need your help making this review for this video game. 
do not tell anybody about it. <laughs> we can't do anything until November 18th or, you know, certain comic cons I'm dealing with right now. It's like, don't tell anybody about who's going to the certain comic con. Right. Yet. But also make those posts for me. <laughs> it sounds yeah, tricky. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, all right, let me double, double or triple check to make sure I got them yeah. dates correct. So I'm, exactly. I'm not gonna be that guy. <laughs> no, because then all of a sudden you lose that contact. You're like, that is devastating now. So, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of 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 investigative journalism, one of the things I think that's really important, especially with the short form shows like yours and stuff like that, is to remind people of things that are maybe ongoing. Some really mm-hmm. good examples are all the loss, not lawsuits changing laws in Europe around gaming that people yes. don't really think about often, but also it's like, Hey, you know how your loot box just changed. You could, well, well, you could thank the Dutch for that, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, is there any kind of ongoing stories right now that you kind of want to remind people about that might not really think about it? Well, we, you know, we were following the Xbox Activision blizzard. That was a biggie. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that was a huge one. So that one just, and again, it, I, you know, I was trying to find that balance of, you know, keeping it because it's still important and it's still going to have an impact on people, but not just overusing it and it being a True. part of it every single week or every single day <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So it's like finding that sweet balance. Um, another one, something more current is I've been really watching what's happening at the Embracer group. Oh, we've yeah. been talking, dude. We've been talking about it for a couple of years now from back when mm-hmm. they were just gobbling up studios. It's like, look, dude, like people aren't really talking about the Embracer group, but that's a sleeping God. giant right there. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're seeing this complete reversal in their shuttering studios that they've yeah. uh, that they acquired. They're cutting more and more layoffs. I mean, they just had a large just had a meeting the other day and basically it was like, look, dude, like our shareholders aren't happy. We're trying to recruit you know, what's going on. And again, it, it, yeah. it's, it's still blowing me away. The fact that the industry as a whole, I feel like all gambled on this huge digital push. Things kind of normalized from the pandemic mm-hmm. and everyone is having to pull back. You know, yeah. it's like, to me, it's like, how does that happen? It's like, I understand it, but like everybody went all in Did they just, right. you know, like, I don't understand how it happens to where they have to make all these cuts. But again, I think that's part of the problem within the industry is that we've got a lot more suits now uh, in there. Mm -hmm. You've got shareholders and things like that. So it's becoming more about the bottom line as opposed to the art and, and game themselves. And I think we're seeing that in the quantity of games that are coming out. Look at me. Why, why, why is, why is Suicide Squad going to be live service? Had they learned Makes nothing? no sense. It just frustrates me personally as a player. Yes. I'm like, I just kind of don't want to buy the game now out of, or participate in the game at all, but it looks right. great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But it's like, dude, had you guys learned nothing? Number one, live yeah. service games are super hard to make, maintain, yeah. and then make successful. This is coming from right. a 10 year freaking you know destiny destiny player that i'm yeah. literally at the point where it's like look dude like i just need final shape to come out and i think i might have to walk away i don't even want to look right. to see how much money i have actually put into this game but i'm at yeah. a point where i don't feel like i'm i'm getting the payoff that i want there's not enough even still there's a ton of things to do but there's just not enough things that are engaging to me to keep and there's too many games or too many good games out like you can't really have, problem, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at Redfall. Redfall just came out with update three, made a lot of changes. They still have like they've still got a lot of long way to go. I'm actually yeah. surprised that they're still supporting it. Although I think it's because I appreciate they have, that though. I do, but I think it has to do with the hero packs that they sold. So you mm-hmm. can get it with the and th- that promised extra characters. So money was uh, money is already yeah. in their pocket. I think they the, have that the least Avengers deliver game that. problem when they're like, "Oh snap, we got to release a Black Panther and a Spider Man." Oh shit, that's right. <laughs> we gotta get there, and then we're done, and then we can call yeah. it quits. I think as it, soon I, as that Spider Man came out, it was like two weeks later. Like, all right, guys, it was been fun. Yeah. <laughs> they were out deuces, which is yeah. unfortunate because I feel like if they just focus on the story as opposed to the live service, that game was. I love the story. I, I keep saying Kamala Khan was fantastic in that game. Yes. And right now she's big and it's like the comic books are good and all, but go to that game and you're going to fall in yes. love with that character. Yes. I do. A prime example was a uh, guardians of the galaxy game. I yeah. love those characters more than the MCU characters. That crazy. Yeah. It's, it's insane to me. The music was freaking yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like, dude, and, like, I appreciate the feature, by the way, to be able to turn on stream safe music. Thank you. Yes, guys. Just that, that was that, huge. Yeah, that was huge. I was like, wow, who who thinks of that? Like, you guys have thought of everything. To, like, that's that's amazing. Keeping streamers and keeping that community in mind when you're developing a game. I think that's like I love to see stuff like that. Uh, that's great fan service, in my opinion. But yeah, no. All that stuff is coming back. All that right. stuff, and I, I think it's necessary. Unfortunately, I think we're going to see more layoffs and more cuts before we see things stabilize uh, to what it's going to look. But personally, I just feel like they, they it was like that the the cart ahead of the uh, horse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's, it's one of those situations. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And then I, I like how you're mentioning it's all suits nowadays. Um, you know, E3, it's a shame, you know, you get access to E3 and then it's like online and that's you know, not the same anymore, but I find that I'm paying attention more to, um, shareholder calls than I am, uh, big mm. comic cons. And it's like, that's a damn shame that I care about those shareholder calls a lot more, but that's where you're getting the real information. They're going to tell the shareholders the direction they're going, not us, <laughs> you know? Right. So. No, and that's a, that's a great point. I never even thought about that. And that's something that I should do more of because Legit, you're getting the actual details of what's going on from a shareholders meeting than you would from a a press junket or, you know, some sort of uh, uh, press release or something like that. So that that's a great source uh, for news right there, dude. Yeah, especially if you're going in the entertainment world like. I can't stand Zaslav of the WB. He runs HBO. (laughs) Every time that guy talks to shareholders, he reveals the future. (laughs) Like, oh, what, another Game of Thrones spinoff? Sure, okay, whatever, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. Wow. Now, you're getting, you're building this audience for your show. Um, again, itty-bitty gaming, guys, why are you listening to us? Go start following. And what are some of the things that you try to do to make sure to keep the engagement up with your... Because that's such a big part of being a content creator. What are you doing? Uh, well, for me, I, I continue. I'm also a, uh, a streamer. I stream on mm-hmm. Twitch, kick, TikTok, Trovo, everywhere you can. Now Go I can Trovo. say it unabashed <laughs> because Twitch got rid of their thing. I've been doing it for yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're working hard on itty bitty, uh, gaming. What are some of your plans for the future of, of this new show? Uh, 
you know, just continue, continue doing it again. You know, the big thing for me is expanding and growing it and hopefully being able to make it a longer show, get some more resources, doing uh, uh, interviews with folks. I want to do some game content as well and really just look to, uh, you know, kind of like I have been just trying to meet folks and, and hopefully fill a need uh, that they have. Yeah. Yeah. That's really hard. What is some advice you can give to somebody else who's trying to break into the podcasting or even gaming news world? Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Don't, uh, you know, get your, get your stuff um, organized and whatnot, but um, just do it. That's what I, you know, I said, I'm going to do this gaming show. I, I literally threw it together uh, in a weekend and I was like, I'm just going to start on Monday and we'll go from there. I was like, I'll make it better and refine it and, and do all that stuff as we go. But the, the one of the hardest parts I feel is just getting started. Once you yeah. get started, you know, you can start getting into a groove of things and fixing stuff up and making it nicer. But I would say if you've got a goal or a dream or something that you're working towards, just do it. Just just yeah. don't, you know, lay it out and 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 go full steam ahead. And a lot of times you won't find your voice until you start recording it. You know, what I'm saying? like a lot of times you're like, oh, I don't you know, I don't really know what I would be talking about. Just start talking and you'll find it. Yeah. We speaking of geek freaks. We you know we started off as a whole different show, really. But at this point now, we've realized for the last like two, three years now that we like to be on the positive side of the news because it's so easy to find clicks that are like, oh, the worst thing about the new Call of Duty update. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? I'm enjoying it. <laughs> so why am I right. talking smack? That's always something there, too. There's not enough of that, I, I feel. I You're right. So many folks focus on the negative aspects. That's the easy yeah. thing. I... I'm in a similar uh, boat. I would rather find a positive in something. Nothing's perfect. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know why people got this expectation of everything should be perfect because it's never been. Uh, I just enjoy it. And if, it, if it's fun yeah. for me, I'm going to enjoy it and have fun and tell people how much fun it is. <laughs> and you know what really sparked it in us, too, is, is realizing growing up, I grew up thinking that, oh, the prequels must be terrible. Everybody thinks they're, ter they're terrible. I personally love them, but I'm not going to tell anybody that. Everybody <laughs> thinks the Star Wars prequels are terrible. Fast forward to today when it's like, holy shit, we all like the Star Wars prequels. Why didn't we talk? Why didn't we right. tell that to each other? <laughs> and so Everybody like, was scared. Yeah. So there's got to be people out there that are like, like super excited for like the Marvels or whatever. So instead mm -hmm. of us bashing on it like everybody else is, let's just say like, hey, really good fight scenes. I love Kamala Khan. They're in a, you know, there's like good pluses to it. And yeah, yes. okay, sure. It was this and that too. But you know, okay, let's look at this. You know, anyways. So yeah. <laughs> always back to the point. Find what, what your voice is after you already start. Just get into it and get started. Absolutely. <laughs> Where can people go to find Itty Bitty Gaming? Uh, you can find it on YouTube at Smitty24. No, I'm sorry. It's at Smitty-2447. Um, or you can you can find me on all the, all the socials at Smitty2447 as well. I post them on there. Um, yeah, basically at Smitty2447. You should be able to, you'll find all my stuff uh, through that. And I will say the SEO gods are smiling upon you because if you Google itty, itty bitty gaming news, you're number one. Let's so go. go. Let's <laughs> go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that is <All> awesome. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's always good news. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Ryan. I really appreciate it. It's been a delight talking to you. Frank, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, again, it's always a pleasure 
talking with you, and I appreciate the love, my friend. Of course. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.